0: I want to read to you a scripture here i'm reading an amplified version it's john 14 verses 30 and 31 jesus this is what he says i will not talk with you much more for the prince evil ruler of the world is coming and he has no claim on me he has nothing in common with me Yes, he does not have anything in common with Jesus, right? The, the ruler of the world, he has nothing in common with him. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him, and he has no power over me. He has no power over Jesus. He has no power over you. He is the, it says, the ruler of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. That's just the, the version that we have in the New King James. But when you read it in the Amplified, it's, it gives you a little bit more of a description. He so said, I will not talk with you much more for the prince, the evil ruler of this world, is coming, and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. He has no power over me. But Satan is coming, and I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know and be convinced that I love the Father and that I do only what the Father has instructed me to do. I act in full agreement with his orders. Rise and let us go from here. This is, these are the words of Christ. These are the words that Jesus has spoken. Yes. Wow. Although the ruler of the world may be roaming he has nothing over you no power over you we must be more undignified than this church we will be more undignified than this we are more undignified we're gonna shout from the rooftops that the lord our god reigns he reigns on high we will not be silent for we carry the glory and the fire of his presence right We carry the glory. See, what the enemy wants to do is lie to you and tell you, no, you don't. You didn't really succeed. You only have this much. You don't have enough power. Somebody else has more. No, you carry the glory. You carry the power. You carry the fire of the living God on the inside of you. You keep standing your ground. Stand your ground. Say, I'm standing my ground. I'm not going to be silent. See, we have a mandate from the word of God, and that's go, right? To all nations and make disciples. Uh, Matthew 28:19 says go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the name of the son and of the Holy Spirit this is the commission that we've all been commissioned to as believers in the Lord amen amen, amen. yes and amen people see people want to go to other nations but have they made disciples in their own cities yet So sometimes we want to go to other nations. They want to go here and there, but have they made disciples right where they're at in your own cities? We live in a place that needs Jesus, okay? Right here in America, they need Jesus, right? People need you in your own city. They need Jesus. You don't need to go too far to be able to minister to somebody that you know needs Jesus, Amen? amen? When Satan is is being blatantly thrown in the face of young children and positioned as fun and and benevolence is posted as their motive. Hear me, because I'm going somewhere tonight. We must not sit back and do nothing. Father, let every ear hear, let every eye see. Father, I thank you for every heart to be opened and understand the truth of what's being spoken tonight. I thank you, Lord God, that they will hear and they will do something about it. I thank you that we have not been positioned here on earth for such a time as this to just be people that just see and do nothing hear and do nothing but instead our prayers availeth much and so lord god i thank you right now every demonic power and principality every lying scheme every place of fear and every trickery right now we shut it down and we cast it out in the name of jesus and we decree right now that we are the victors in christ that the victory is upon our lives and we have the answers we have the answers because we have christ so, again, when Satan is being blatantly, blatantly thrown in the face of young children yes. and positioned as fun and, ben- and benevolence is posted as the motive, we cannot sit back and do nothing. This has been going on for a long, long time. We know that. But it is closer to us than you think. It's closer to your home. It's closer to your city than you think. I am referring To the after-school Satan clubs, how many have heard? After-school Satan clubs, how many have not heard? There's quite a few of you then that have not heard. Yeah, literally, literally. I mean, I heard of this years ago, right? When I first heard of this, I couldn't believe that they would even title themselves as that. Because how obvious are you? It's so obvious. It's so blatant, right? Like you would think they would try to hide it. They're not trying to hide it anymore, church. They're not, not trying to hide it. We cannot hide Jesus. We cannot be worried about being politically correct. We cannot, worry, we cannot worry about, well, that's a taboo word in this culture. I hate when people say that. There's no taboo word. If God says, say it, say it. Amen. <clears throat> right? Yes. Okay, so after school Satan clubs. Here is a recent flyer that's that circulating. This is what it says. I'm just going to read to you. I, I wrote it down. I copied it. <clears throat> it says, hey, kids, let's have fun at, at After School Satan Club. Science, community, service projects, puzzles, games, nature, activities, crafts, snacks. goes on. Parents, your children will learn benevolence. Doesn't every parent want their child to learn benevolence? Not this kind. Um, empathy, critical thinking, problem solving. This is on the flyer. This is on the flyer. Where? Truman Benedict Elementary School in San Clemente. This is posted. This is actually a club, demonic club, at a school in San Clemente. We've all, well, many of us have heard about these Satan clubs, after school clubs, in further away cities or even other states. But you guys, it's right in our backyards. I mean, it's, it's like 20 minutes down the street. And for all we know, it's even closer than that, right? This is just one, this is just one flyer. Okay, <clears throat> teachers. This is all on the flyer. I'm still reading the flyer. Teachers, at this, at this club, the teachers at this club have been vetted by the Satanic Temple Executive Ministry. That's what it says. It literally says that. I just copied it. I just wrote it down. The teachers, so because the question was, who's going to teach my children? The teachers have been vetted by, these, by, by the satanic temple executive ministry. When asked, on the flyer still, when asked, why Satan Club? Wouldn't it be better to say science club or an atheist club? Like, wouldn't that go over a little bit better with, with some of the parents? You know what, they, what the response was? Still on the flyer. Do you know what the response was? No. Because we, that would suggest we are hiding who we really are. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So blatant. And so many believers are afraid to, to offend somebody by By saying, Jesus, now I know in this room, we are a fiery, but you you know who I'm talking about. There's plenty of them, guys. There's plenty of them. Oh, you guys are bold. I know that. But no, not everywhere. Come on, guys. You have to know this. Afraid to say the truth that that's sin? Afraid of calling sin, sin, because it's not politically correct? How How about biblically Correct. How about let's be more concerned about being biblically correct than, than anything else. So they're not trying to hide it anymore. So we can't hide Jesus. We cannot hide Jesus. I know we don't hide Jesus, but here's what I want to tell you. We need to be more. We need to go forward and we need to be even more carrying the baton and speaking the word of God because this is not going away. It's not like they're just going to go away. It's just the Christians have to be sharpened. Your swords have to be more sharp. We have to be sharpened. We have to be activated. We have to know what's out there. And you need to be able to be ready to speak truth. Because it's, we're not, it's not like kindergarten anymore. Like, it's not, you're you're not dealing with just the little kindergarten, you know, little things, you know, on the playground. No, now it's like real life, like they're in your face, Satan club, really, vetted by the satanic temple, really? Are you kidding me? Wow. And they say, it's not a religion. And the t-shirts. I've had a few people, by the way, send me this flyer in the last couple of days. A few people, right? T-shirts. They have t shirts, by the way, they're targeting children the ages of five to 12. (sighs) Five to 12. So the t shirts that they've got are, are horrendous. Not all, not any of our children or our grandchildren. But you've got to know this is going on. Why am I saying this? Because you know what? When you know what's going on, you know how to pray. You know how to be, You stand in alert, at attention, and say something, do something when God calls you to do it. Yes. Yeah. Amen? So these T-shirts are horrendous. They literally say, Hail Satan in colorful, colorful, all rainbow of course, of course. Hail Satan! One says, "Hail Satan!" Established 666, all in rainbow colors, with an upside-down cross right here. T- t-shirts that have a picture of the of the demonic Baphomet, you know, the half-human, half-goat-like animal that represents Satan, right? T-shirts. I know some of you are already looking it up. Yeah, you don't have to look too far. You just type it in there. Um, after Satan after school Club Wow well we want to serve the Lord do we all want to serve the Lord I know how about an after-school Jesus Club you know I read that scripture to you in the beginning of this message on purpose because I want you to know there is no power that is above the power of Jesus there's no power that there's no power above the name of Jesus but the church can't be stagnant and they can't be just idle and just knowing and doing nothing about it right we can't just be still and go yeah I know it's happening it's terrible but then not pray not do when there's an opportunity we can't we can't because you know the power of God is present to deliver and set free but is it gonna be present to deliver and set free through you is the question right so that's why we have to know what's going on and know that we're equipped Amen. and we're already commissioned by the Lord to go forth. So how about an after school Jesus club? How about starting a Bible, a Bible club after school on your block or in your neighborhood? Yeah. When my kids were little, that's what we did. Yeah. We literally would do this in the summers. We actually did it in school year, too. We would have, you know, these little Bible clubs and it was good because it kept them together. It kept them learning the word of God, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, how about having a week? I'm just giving some examples. A week, right, in the summer where you have Bible clubs, like like Vacation Bible School, but you don't even have to call it that. You can just have it at your house or have it at your church and have those activities and have, teach the Bible. Teach who Jesus is. Amen. Teach the truth of God's word. Teach that Jesus is our Savior, that we are in need of a Savior, that without Jesus we are literally going to hell. That sin is sin and we need to repent. Let's teach the truth. Yes. Yeah. Not watered down. You know the the devil knows the truth of God's word better than most Christians or the average Christian. The devil knows that Jesus was born of a virgin. He knows that he lived a sin, a sinless life. He knows that he was pierced for our transgressions. The devil knows this. Yeah. A lot of a lot of Christians don't even have their theology right, but the devil actually knows this. He knows the word of God. He know that he he knows that he died and he rose again on the 3rd day. He knows this. Yeah. That's why he's so uh, afraid and threatened. That's why he tries so hard to come after the kids. He knows that Jesus was raised from the dead and and he's seated at the right hand of the father. He knows this. The devil knows that he's coming again for a pure and spotless bride. He knows he's coming, that Jesus is returning for a pure and spotless bride. So what does he do? He tries to taint and destroy and completely just corrupt the bride christians god's people and he starts and he tries to start with the youngest really what a tactic what a horrendous tactic! This doesn't happen yesterday. It's been happening guys. It's been going on But that doesn't mean that we don't do anything about it and that doesn't mean that it's it's too much It's it's too big it's too overwhelming. Oh no, we have the power of the Most High God. And one puts the flight a thousand and two, ten thousand, and we put the enemy to flight because we have the power of God. It should get you mad. There is a holy anger, a righteous anger. It should get you mad. Could you imagine having these kids being taught by someone that has been vetted by a satanic temple, a, a leader in the satanic temple? horrendous and then a public school allowing this after school club wow they didn't tell the parents they didn't tell the parents until tuesday night and the meeting was wednesday 11, yeah, it's the trickery, the schemes. We see the schemes. We see the trickery. But you know what, guys? God is exposing these things. And the church is waking up. The churches are rising. I know sometimes people get uncomfortable about hearing stuff like this in church. But you know what? It is my mandate to bring this truth to you. It is a mandate of anyone that's going to hold a mic, stand behind a pulpit, and say, God has called me to this position to pastor. You better be teaching the truth. You better be speaking the word. Because we need to grow and we need to fight where we need to fight, and we can't stay stagnant, right? <clears throat> wow. Wow. So he tries to corrupt so many. See, he's still, he's still at war, though he lost. The devil, he's still at war. I mean, we know he lost. We know he lost. Still at war, right? He did not succeed in destroying God's plan of salvation. Church, he never will. He will not succeed in destroying God's plan of salvation, but the problem is is that if the church does nothing, he does succeed in destroying certain individuals. The plan of salvation will never be destroyed. It will never be. It will never be thwarted. God's plan will never change. God will always have his elect. He will always have his people moving forward, but if you are gonna sit here and tell me that there there is no destruction happening to anybody that you know, there's no deception happening to anybody you know. Then you're lying. You're flat out lying. We all know somebody that is in, is bound by deception, whatever level that deception might be in. Right, Amen. right. So there. So what I'm saying is, is that his activity, Satan's activity, is is actually prospering in certain places, isn't it? So that's why we gotta rise up and say, well, I thank you for bringing this message because not on my watch. Because when I'm alert, I'm aware, and now I'm gonna do something about it. And then we start in prayer and we continue and we do the things that God has told us to do. And don't exclude yourself because you might be surprised how God may use you. Whether you have kids, young kids, or not. Because they're somebody's kids. Jesus. Wow. Wow. So we will not be deceived. We will not. Jesus is the only answer. John 14, 6. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Right? No one comes to the Father except for through him. This scripture needs to be memorized, committed to your your memory. Right? Committed to your spirit, man, so that you can literally speak. Because you know what? When they hear the word of truth, it is the word of truth that will cause that individual to come alive and and to be set free, right? So when we speak forth, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except for through Jesus, through me, through Jesus. You can't get to the Father. You can't get to heaven. You cannot be saved from your sin. You cannot be delivered from your sin except for through Jesus. We have to say it. We get to say it. We get to say this. So you may not feel called to start an after-school Bible club at your home. I, I get that. Not everyone's going to feel that, but some might. Some might. But not everybody will feel that calling. But, but we, will all, we will all be a part somehow, some way, right? You, we're all called to be a good witness everywhere we go. Amen. That's why I started with the Matthew 28, go, Amen. go make disciples, right? And so so we're we're all called to be a good witness everywhere we go. So I'm going to challenge you this week. I challenge you to pray and ask God, "What is your assignment in regards to this? In regards to the generation that's out there. They may not be going to the after-school Satan club, but they're still under that spell of deception right? And so what is the will of God? Well, we know the will of God is to speak forth the truth. God's word is truth, right? God's word is truth. And those, it's like, if you love me, you're going to what? Obey my commands, right? God's word is truth. If you worship me, you're going to worship me in spirit and in truth. If you worship God, it's because you love God, right? It all works together, right? So we're going to speak forth what God tells us to speak. And we're going to make sure that something as simple as God bless you doesn't stop there. Because everybody will say, God bless you, even non-believers. God bless you. But the only problem is their God is not the same God that you were thinking it is. Amen. It's the little g. Yeah. How about God bless you? Jesus loves you. Amen. That's something every single person can do. That's simple enough that every single person can do. God bless you. Jesus loves you. The minute that you say Jesus, yeah. Right? If there's demonic activity, if there's like any opposition towards Jesus, towards Christ, it's like like the talons just start to, you see them coming out, you know. The minute you say the name of Jesus, so don't be afraid to say the name of Jesus. If they are going to call their after school Bible club Satan club, and you're not going to say the name of Jesus, really? Oh, yes, you are. You're going to have the boldness of the Lord upon you, and you're going to speak the name of Jesus, because it's the only name that saves. And we don't only say that name in church. We say that we need to say that name out there. We need to. So I'm challenging all of you this week. I'm challenging you, challenging you that as you go out, that you're going to literally not just stop with God bless you, but God bless you. Jesus loves you. Okay. You can, you you pray, ask God how you're to witness, but witness. Make sure the name of Jesus is in that witness. That's my point. Luke eighteen eight. When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Will really, he really find faith? stop being the kind of Christian that's just waiting for God to call them overseas. You're waiting for God to call you somewhere. What's my ministry? What am I supposed to do? What am I called to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You have people that come to church and say, I just want to serve. I don't know. I want to serve. Well, let's serve by being a good witness everywhere we go. How about being a good witness in the marketplace? How about being a good witness as you go about? How about literally just going and evangelizing because that's what we're called to do? Go. Go and make decisions. Disciples, go, right? So, Luke, again, Luke eighteen eight. when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? John fourteen fifteen. see, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, right? If, we love, if you love him. And, you know, Exodus 20, where it lists the Ten Commandments, you know, the, the first two of the Ten Commandments, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself any graven images. You shall not bow down. You shall not serve them. This is just the first two of the Ten Commandments found in Exodus chapter 20, right? So this world is mocking Jesus. I mean, it's disgusting. It's sickening. They're mocking. It's literally a mockery. And and the world is getting more and more blatant, right, just in your face. But we carry the fire of God. We carry the glory of God, right? We, we, We carry the voice of God. Right? We carry God's voice because you have the spirit of God within you. Every believer does. And so I decree over you that no matter where you are, no matter what God has you doing in life, God is going to use you to witness to the people that he has placed you around. Amen? And you're going to speak God's truth. You're going to use the words that God tells you. You're going to answer this call, this challenge. Some of you already do this. Yeah. Some of you do this all the time. You're right? Yeah. Uh, but, but you still can go and do more. You still can do more. Nobody, nobody has reached perfection. We still have a lost and dying world. There are still plenty of people that don't know about Jesus, the love of God. So, yes, you're being challenged this week to literally go and be, you know, evangelists for, for the Lord, right? So, and, we, and we have to use the words that cultured tells you are taboo, okay? Sin, repentance, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus the power of God Amen. we have to use the words we have to teach that there really is a, a, an, an actual heaven and an actual hell the love of God is for you right God loves you absolutely but just because he loves you doesn't mean that there are not going to be consequences for sin because people get that all all twisted oh God loves me I'm good he's he, he loves me he loves everybody But he hates the sin. And because the sin is hated, and if the sin continues, there are consequences to sin. And so we have to speak the truth. Otherwise, you've got people that will believe a lie and go to hell thinking they believed the truth. We can't have that on our watch. So will you pray and ask God to show you his divine appointments? We have to, church, because you know what? What if you say yes to this and you start praying and you ask the Lord to give you divine appointments everywhere you go and you ask for God to give you the boldness and you ask for God to give you the words that are going to speak to that person's heart and you're not going to sugarcoat it, right? As you're doing that, can you trust God? to also set up your son, your daughter, your grandchild, that somebody is also answering that same call and that they're being brought in to someone that and they'll hear that individual and they're being set free. We can trust God for that, can't we? Yes, absolutely. So this is your mission, church, and this is your calling. So we're, we're called, aren't we? So we're going to be more undignified than this. So we always think about that scripture when we think about worship and praise. And it's true because that's what David did. He danced before the Lord and, you know, and, and he was worshiping and praising because they brought the ark of the Lord back, you know, and they were rejoicing. And, you know, Michael, his, his wife was just appalled and she was just, but what about being more undignified than this out there? Because people want you to just stay and be dignified. But then they they define being dignified as, as, basically have, being mute, like, like a, just having a spirit of stupor over you. Oh, no. No, no, no. We will be more undignified than this. We will make sure that the love of God, the truth of God that may not always be perceived as love comes forth out of our mouths and that we will be God's vessel out there, the streets, everywhere we go. We have so much to do, so much to celebrate. We have so much to bring forth. The word says in, in, in Psalms 34, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. We will trust in the Lord. We're tasting and we're seeing that he is truly good and that when we say yes to the call of God, we answer the call. We're commissioned. You're being commissioned. We answer the call of God. We can say along with the word of God which states, oh, taste and see. You'll taste and see how good God is when you lead someone to Christ. You'll taste and see how good God is when you speak to somebody and they're hearing and you know that you have ministered to their spirit by a word of knowledge that no, there was no other way that for you to have known except for that God gave you that word and now you have their attention and now you're speaking truth to the individual and the walls are falling down and they're literally being open to come and to hear, to come and to receive, to taste and to see for themselves.